Happy New Year, everybody. Welcome to Series 3 of Mum Talk. I figured with a new year, 2019, let's start a new series. I absolutely can't believe that this year Amandine will be one. It's crazy. It's a crazy thought. I know not until September, but it's a crazy thought. Time just seems to be going so fast. On the 4th of January, Amandine will be four months old, which is insane. We went to get her 16-week jabs yesterday. I will come back to that. But I hope you all had a wonderful Christmas and a wonderful New Year. I am actually recording this on New Year's Day. Hendrik is at work. He's been working the whole time over Christmas and New Year. So I thought, why not? Let's start the New Year off with a podcast on time. (laughs) And I can fill you guys in on our Christmas break. Amandine is um, next to me on our Nuna Leaf chair. And I mean, she's getting used to that chair. She's not massively keen on that chair. But she might kick off. She's being pretty mellow at the moment. Um, So I figured why not use this opportunity to record a podcast. It's only going to be brief. I haven't got that much to fill you in on. But over the next couple of weeks... So what I'm planning to do with the podcast this... um, over the next couple of weeks is we will have a guest next week. I recorded a couple of podcasts over the Christmas period with guests. So one of them will go live next week and then you'll have me again the following week. And then so I can kind of keep catching up with you because I've had a ton of feedback in that you guys do want guests, but you also want to hear what's going on um, in the world of a new mum, and that's me. So I might as well use the opportunity to fill you in either side of speaking with guests. If you guys have, this is a good opportunity to say that if you guys have any suggestions for guests, then please do send them my way. Um, I love having everybody and anybody on, so they don't need to be, you know, doing anything in particular around birthing or working in baby care industry or anything like that. Um, Just tell them to pop me an email and I can have a chat with them and see if it would be um, appropriate to speak to them on the podcast and share experiences with you. Anyway, so let me get back to our Christmas break. We went to stay with my mum over Christmas which was absolutely lovely, but very different to how it's been when I have stayed with my mum before. For Christmas, it was literally my mum and my sister and I and Amandine and my mum's partner. And it was lovely, but for some reason, Amandine did not settle at all at my mum's. Now before, I have been able to literally pick Amandine up, put her down anywhere to sleep in another cot somewhere. You know, in France, it was super easy. She just settled in a cot at my mum's in her cot, she's just been fine. I've been able to move her around. But this time, oh my goodness, no, I could not put her down anywhere. She would not go to anybody. It was really funny because in our last swimming lesson, the teacher said, what's your Christmas wish? And I very selfishly said, I'm really looking forward to being able to leave Amandine with my sister or my mum and go take a nap. That would be the best thing. Could I heck? No, I could not. I could not literally, if I left the room... Amandine would start bawling and she just needed attention all the time from me nobody was any nobody else was any good my poor mum I think got very offended because normally Amandine just goes to her really really easily but she just would not settle with my mum my sister just about managed to get back in Amandine's good books before the end of Christmas and I have actually just waved goodbye to my sister she has driven back up to London my I was very lucky my sister and I haven't spent New Year together in probably about 15 years and Mish came and stayed with me and Amandine last night and yeah it was lovely it was really really nice so we went for a lovely walk today but I'll come back to that 
Um, yeah, so I couldn't, I couldn't put her down with anybody for Christmas and sleeping wasn't so good. She would wake up maybe four or five times in the night. So naturally I thought, oh my God, I've hit the four month sleep regression. Holy moly. This can be the only answer for the, for being so unsettled. But when we got home, she went straight down for a nap. She went straight to sleep and same with going to sleep at bedtime she went straight down at like quarter to eight eight o'clock slept straight the way through until her dream feed at ten thirty, and then slept all night until last night last night was a nightmare I put her down easy as pie um she slept all the way through to her dream feed at ten thirty. woke up at two o'clock woke up at four o'clock woke up at six o'clock and would not settle it was like an hour of settling every time after she woke up now I was a bit cheeky last night and I think there was a reason for it to be honest because she had her 16 week injections yesterday I chose not to have them done in between Christmas and New uh well I guess I did have them in between Christmas and New Year but straight after Christmas um because I would have had to have done the car journey back home to my mum's uh which I didn't really want to do so I did them yesterday with my sister and took my sister along for moral support. My sister is so mean. She just laughed when... I think she finds it very funny when Amandine's crying, but she just laughed. I, on the other hand, was very close to tears once again. Very close to tears. It's just horrific. It's the most horrific thing to witness. And this time, because I have seen it done twice before, for her, um, is it 8 and 12 week injections or something? Um... The needle is so long and their thighs are so tiny. So this needle goes in an awfully long way and it literally goes vertically straight down into the leg. Oh, it's horrific. So no wonder. Anyway, I once again heard Amandine cry like I've never, ever heard her cry before. And she had three injections, two in one leg, one in the other. Uh, Luckily, no rotavirus this time in the mouth. So what I did this time for her jabs was I gave her the Calpol first, because I don't know if you remember me chatting to you about this before, but she hates Calpol, hates it. It goes in and she spits it straight out. Yes, that's you. You hate Calpol. Yes, you do. And you might be able to hear her chatting away in the background. Um, So I gave it to her before, hoping that if she wasn't already upset, she'd take it a bit easier. I think she did take a little bit more than she did before. Um, but, but she still hates it. She, she puts it in her mouth and she's like, mummy, what the hell have you just given me? That's disgusting. I hate cowpole. Um, I actually have the sugar-free cowpole, but it is the sweetest thing. I tried it to just double check that it actually tasted okay. And no, it doesn't. It's disgusting. It tastes awful. It tastes so sweet. It's super sticky. And I just don't understand why they can't do something like make homeopathic type pills with the paracetamol in. Because I give her her homeopathy in the little, you know, sugared um, pilule is what we call them in French. So I only really know the French word because that's what Hendrik keeps using. But like the tiny little, um, they're not even tablets, drops, I suppose. Don't understand why we can't have them like that. It would be so much easier. They just dissolve on the mouth and it'd be easy. But no, Calpol, she hates it. So I gave her a dose before. I then gave her another as much as I could at about quarter to seven last night, which would be her four hourly, because last time she had the injection, she reacted really badly about four to six hours after the injection. So I was expecting it to happen again. So I thought I'm going to jump on that Calpol the minute we hit four hours. So four hours came, gave her, I don't know, probably I reckon she only swallowed maybe a quarter of the amount that you're meant to give them. Um, And then she went straight to bed, happy as Larry. 
And then she woke up at two o'clock. And that was just the start of a disastrous night. I think she probably had a little bit of a fever. Um, but I really, really felt like giving her the Calpol would cause her more distress than she was in already. She wasn't in distress. She was just whiny. She just... She would fall asleep on me, but then I'd go to put her down and she wouldn't want to be put down. And that never happens to us at night. I mean, once or twice. So uh, really odd. Um, And she did feel a bit hot. But I was very conscious that my room was very cold last night, maybe 16 degrees, 17 degrees. Um, So I didn't want to strip her off too much because I thought maybe she would wake up because she was too cold. Anyway, I was in a bit of a catch-22, too hot, too cold. But we made it through... She's had a couple of great naps today. My sister and I went on a beautiful walk uh, in the sunshine and she had about an hour and a quarter's nap um, and she napped this morning as well and she's just woken up from a nap now. So I am hoping that tonight will be much better and as they say, sleep breeds sleep. So I'm trying to get loads of sleep into this girl today. But of course, when I lay down earlier to take a nap when she napped, I got about five minutes of shut eye and then she woke up. (laughs) Never mind. Um, but something she has found, which you may be able to hear her sucking away, she's found her thumb. So it was the whole fist before, then it went to the four fingers, and then all of a sudden, over Christmas, she found her thumb, and it was a rejoicing moment of hers. She literally had four fingers in her mouth, and then all of a sudden kind of slid round to her thumb, and then just sucked super hard on her thumb, and it was really like she was just beaming inside because she'd found her thumb it was absolutely hilarious and now she has properly found her thumb um you know when you suck your thumb and your hands curl around your nose your fingers curl around your nose she hasn't quite done that yet but they're sticking up towards the ceiling as she sucks her thumb and yeah she loves that thumb and interestingly it's on her left side she likes to suck her left thumb I was never a thumb sucker so I don't know what it's like to suck your thumb. So I don't know if you're, you know, if you lot of thumb suckers. Is it your left hand, your right hand? I'd be quite interested to know which hand you suck your thumb or your babies or whatever you used to do. So yes, that's quite funny. Hendrick's feeling on thumb sucking is that it ruins your teeth. Now, I've never had braces and I don't know whether that's because I didn't suck my thumb. My sister had braces and I'm pretty sure it was because she did suck her thumb. She pushed her all of her top teeth forward um Hendrick also I think had braces and has had quite a lot of dental issues and I think he also sucked his thumb so I'd be interested to hear if there's anyone out there on advice on sucking thumbs Amandine doesn't have a pacifier or a dummy um so I feel like we're winning slightly with that but I don't know if dummies really damage your teeth worse than your thumb anyway if you know the answer to these questions please instagram me or email me and let me know what your thoughts are around thumb sucking Hendrik ideally would like to take the thumb away every time that he she sees him with it in her mouth however she's she's doing really well when she naps like she'll wake up and she'll grab her thumb and she'll suck it she'll go back to sleep so a bit like a pacifier would I suppose Um, but it's, you know, it's under her control. Um, so I'm kind of inclined to let her do it until, until, excuse you, Amandine. (laughs) Don't know if you just heard that, but Amandine just let out the loudest fart. Um, (laughs) yeah, I'm inclined to let her keep thumb sucking until she gets teeth. But then I don't know if it'll be really difficult to get that thumb out of her mouth. I don't know. Let me know what you think. I'd love to know what you think. So, yeah, that was that on the thumb sucking. Um, I, 
I don't really have a huge amount other to say other than when you go walking, oh my gosh, Amandina's actually doing a poo. She's doing a poo. Wonderful. Are you doing a poo on this podcast? Well, that will encourage me to make this a really, really quick one so I'm not waffling too much. But who else feels when they go walking, they're totally out of sync with their babies? I did so much walking over this Christmas period. And luckily for me, I don't know if you saw on my Instagram, if you follow me on Instagram, but ergo, I stepped on my Ergo Baby uh, buckles and snapped them just before Christmas. And the PR company that I work with, with Ergo Baby, um, there's no money that changes hands. It's not an ad, but they um, send me stuff to, well, they sent me an Ergo Baby to review and to tell you guys about. And I've given you my honest opinion, but I stepped on the buckles and I snapped them before Christmas. And the absolute legends at the PR company sent me another one. So I was able to go out and walk with baby, not in the wrap, because the wrap just isn't quite robust enough for hiking, as I've spoken about many a time when I talked about wraps on the podcast. Um, So yeah, we did loads of hiking, but every single time we'd go out for a good couple of hours, I'd get back and be knackered. And Amandine would be wide awake and ready to play. How do you avoid that scenario? (laughs) Because we're both hungry, we're both tired, well, I'm tired, Amandine's wide awake, just wants to play and chat, and I'm exhausted. So yeah, it's quite a difficult one to get over. I can't really see a way around it, really, because sleeping, going for a walk with the Ergo Baby is absolute guaranteed sleep, which is just brilliant for me, because I can talk and I can chat with my family and have a bit of time to clear my head or listen to a podcast or something. Um, of course, Amandine got spoilt with gifts over Christmas, so much so that Hendrik said to me, this really is going to have to stop. She can't keep being this spoilt by family because otherwise she's going to be a spoilt brat. I don't tend to agree that she'll become a spoilt brat, but yes, it was slightly ridiculous. All of the presents were absolutely incredible and beautiful, and I feel incredibly privileged to have family who can afford to buy us such um luxurious bits and pieces for Amandine um or even not luxurious but just be able to spoil her like that which was very sweet um especially the family that wasn't able to be with us over Christmas it was nice to know that they were thinking of her and us um she has the most wonderful new play mat which is actually something that I was so looking for. Um, I remember when I was little having kind of a sensory play mat, so something you'd lie on your tummy and something would crackle underneath you or you'd go and press a button and it would sing something at you or you'd find a mirror or like a soft bit of the rug to play with. And um, I really wanted something like that for Amandine, but I couldn't find anything. And my mum found the most beautiful, I guess it's a Scandinavian design, I think it's from Lywood, um, off Scandibourne. If you go on my Instagram, I think uh, you can see it on there. But it, yeah, it's beautiful. It's really lovely. And there's lots of sensory bits on there. There's a mirror, there's baubles. There. Anyway, this isn't at all advertised. My mum paid 100% full price for it. But I just think it's brilliant. So, if, And I know there are a few people looking for that kind of thing out there. So um, go take a look if you are after something like that on Scandibourne's website. Um, but yeah, she was thoroughly spoiled and, but all of the, I have to say all of the gifts were very, um, thoughtfully given. And I, that is one, something I said to my family, kind of, please try and avoid plastic and please try and avoid things that she'll grow out of. Um, and they did. So we, we had things like wooden rattles 
and um, really beautiful books that would be passed, kind of passed down maybe when my sister has kids or if we have another one. And there was um, my half-brother's wife um, got someone to make us a beautiful, beautiful quilt. Uh, again, that would be a family heirloom. So really thoughtful gifting. It was really thoughtful gifting um, and very, very kind. So it was lovely. And no clothes that she would grow out of, which was awesome um, because I'm really trying to really trying to cut down on the amount of things that she has. I haven't bought anything for the next stage of six to nine months. We've got lots of three to six months stuff. And I'm just going to really try and have a couple of key things for the six to nine months and then just, you know, vests and T-shirts and things. Um, because, yeah, she's got quite a lot of stuff and there's just absolutely no need for it. And the amount of times that I um, go into her wardrobe and think, oh, there's just too much choice, it's stressing me out. A bit like my wardrobe. It's seriously whittled down now. And even though I'm tempted by the Boxing Day sales, I'm not going because I don't need anything. I don't need to spend my money. And who cares if I wear the same jumper five times in one week? Hey, who cares? Anyway, I'm waffling. Um, So I also thought I would share with you, just because it came to me over Christmas, a couple of features that I don't use on my uh, camera, my baby camera, because I took my um, baby camera to my mum's house and because I I again thought about buying another one that was more portable, but actually this one was totally fine to move around. I have the Motorola, which has quite a big camera. It's not like the slimline Motorola. Um, But I put it in my suitcase, took it with me. It was absolutely fantastic. I was able to attach it to the cot and um, use it that way. Again, I paid full price for this. This is nothing at all an ad, but I just know how much time I spent looking at baby cameras and thought I would share a couple of the functions which I thought would be really important, but they are not important whatsoever. And if I needed to buy a baby camera again, I wouldn't get them as a feature because I have not used them once. And actually, I have used them once and it didn't work at all. So the lullaby setting on a camera um, where you can play off your handset a lullaby to your baby never use that never use that mainly because there's white noise playing um in her room and also I think it would disturb her a bit more and confuse her and then there's also the talk back function maybe if you lived in the most ginormous house or it really did work your voice soothing them but if I talk to Amandine when she's going to sleep and a lot of the sleep books say not to talk to them when you go in um, when I talk to her, it just wakes her up more. So I don't use that either. I don't use the microphone function. So I don't know if that's helpful for any of you if you're looking for baby cameras just to know the two functions I don't use. Um, I think we paid about £120 for our Motorola, so it wasn't the most expensive one you can get, but it wasn't the cheapest either. I would, I would if I was to buy a um, baby camera again, I would buy one with a video so I can see her I do like being able to see her because sometimes she makes noises but her eyes are closed and she is not awake she is 100% asleep um so I don't go up because I know that she's in her sleep anyway I think I'm running out of time but I just wanted to tell you that this series um I'm going to be talking so far with a perinatal psychiatrist a doula and an active birth teacher And we're going to be talking a lot more about fitness during and post-pregnancy. So I hope you will stick with me through the next series of the podcast. We will have tons more guests as well. And I will catch up with you again, not next week, but the week after. Next week, I will be popping live a brilliant chat that I had with 
Marion, and we will chat everything fitness pre and post pregnancy because I, of course, found out that I was pregnant around this time last year, and it was really helpful to know what I could and couldn't do um, in pregnancy. So hopefully, if I share that with, if we share that with you in this chat, then that will help you out if you've just found out you are pregnant. All right. Lots of love and I will catch up with you next week um, when this podcast goes live. 